Artificial intelligence and cybersecurity aren't always two terms that we use in the same sentence here on the Tech Emergence Podcast, but in this particular episode, we do just that. Uh, Roman Yampolsky uh, is not only the author of the new book called Artificial Superintelligence, uh, but he's also the director of the Cybersecurity Laboratory uh, at the University of Louisville. And uh, in this particular episode, uh, we speak with Roman about what are some of the near-term cybersecurity uh, factors or risks that have to do with artificial intelligence. How How is AI both potentially causing security risks, whether that be personal information, uh, online poker, you name it, um, to how can AI maybe used to combat them? And then we look a, bit, a little bit into the future and, and ask Roman some questions around um, how could artificial intelligence pose new potential threats to cybersecurity in the coming decades ahead? And his ideas in that particular domain are relatively interesting. Any of the, you that have a, an interest in artificial general intelligence and some of the concerns uh, thereabouts, I think will enjoy this episode uh, thoroughly. So uh, I certainly enjoyed conducting this one. I hope you do as well. We'll dive right into the episode. So Roman, we've done some thinking here on the tech emergence with respect to the the big and broad pictures of AI and security risk and how much of that is, is a realistic concern of how much of it isn't. And I know you've recently written a book on that topic, um, but we're going to start in the shorter term where still some of your work hones in today. In today's day and age, you know, right now, 2015, um, where are AI security risks uh, on earth you know, today? What, what, is, what is a legitimate concern in AI security in this day and age? So there is a number of uh, possible problems. One is where you have uh, intelligent systems trying to get access to resources, uh, maybe obtain free email accounts, maybe participate in online games such as poker and uh, take over the games, you know, get the money out as quickly as possible. So some of the work I did was in profiling such systems, detecting them, preventing them from stealing resources. Other areas uh, which are valid today, uh, systems which uh, engage in maybe stock trades, uh, trying to manipulate those systems, hack them to get, uh, you know, certain outcomes, uh, maybe illegal outcomes in terms of uh, market participation. Also, we're starting to see a lot in military AIs, so it's very important to be able to detect if our drones, if our robot soldiers are hacked, if their behavior is uh, manipulated. Huh. Uh, so all of those and some others we can talk about. Yeah, I can imagine, you know, I've heard the finance topic brought up on a number of occasions um, that sort of this uh, instantaneous artificial intelligence, you know, running such a large swath of the market may in fact pose a, a, an economic risk in some way, shape or form. Um, do you do you see it that way, and, and if so, how and, and why? It's, it seems like any other technology, there'd be a double-edged sword there with so much volume happening sort of without very much human interaction um, other than, you know, the programmers and whoever's monitoring it. Uh, do, do you see that as, as something that maybe there should be more attention on, or, or do you see it as relatively benign? It is a huge problem. Just think about how much of our wealth is controlled by those systems. I think something like 80% of all trades are done by artificially intelligent programs. So if somebody had a way to manipulate them, hack them, uh, at least predict their behavior in some reliable way, that's trillions of dollars at stake. Yeah, and, and now does that happen? In other words, do these systems get 
hacked. You know, I mean, I, I haven't I haven't heard anything about you know some Goldman Sachs program getting uh, hijacked by anybody in the last you know X number of years. But I can imagine that to a greater or lesser extent, those kind of occurrences do happen. I'm guessing they would not advertise it if it happened. It would pretty much make all their customers run away. So even if it's uh, happened and I have no evidence for it. My guess is they would rather cover it up than promote it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that's a good call. You know, and I, I think uh, it's important to bear in mind across the board, I guess, right? The stuff that makes it into the news is because somebody wants it to. Um, yeah. And if, if they knew on the inside that something had happened hack-wise, there would be no reason to let anybody know. So uh, it sounds like there probably are, you know, to some degree, it wouldn't surprise me at all, some kind of continuous and ongoing security wars around that finance sector. I mean, it would almost seem inevitable that that's in fact the case. They, they must employ whole teams of people to combat day and night the kinds of folks that want to tap into that financial river that these machines are controlling. Right, and a lot of times if there is a security breach, they won't even know about it. If somebody was able to access the code and predict what the, the system is going to do in the future and take you know, advantage of it, not ridiculously strongly, but kind of get a little bit of money out, we would never know. Yeah, 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 because they, they would just kind of keep that back door open and maybe tap in and see what the Goldsman machine is going to do and calibrate that into their own strategy, right, and exactly. do that do that over and over. So, um, interesting. And now, with respect to um, AI and security and uh, uh, military drones and whatnot, um, I don't know exactly how many, you know, uh, gliders or jets or whatever else are, are capable of, of complete autonomy uh, today, but I do know that there's a lot of drummed-up attention in the domain of completely autonomous um, killing machines, you know, killer robots for, for the, the colloquial term, which I think resonates with most people. Um, is, is, this, is this an area that, uh, that you've done some of your own kind of homework on now, and if so, Sort of what do you think are the pivotal questions there in terms of uh, security and, and military robotics or, or artificial I'm not intelligence? I'm actively researching in that area, but my guess is at this point it would be valuable to know if uh, you know the software has been messed with. So let's say we send our drone to a enemy territory, they capture it, modify the code just enough to now you know spy on us instead or target uh, our soldiers. Would we? know about it? Would we be able to detect those changes in the code? Huh. And presumably there's, there are, you know, we might presume that there'd be somebody aiming to make those detections, or? Uh, yes, but uh, it, it becomes much more challenging as software becomes more intelligent. So it's one thing just to see, okay, what's the source code modified? But there are also issues uh, with the uh, behavior of advanced systems. They are not always predictable. It's not always easy to see what exactly the system is uh, thinking or how it does that. So if it's a neural network, for example, uh, you can retrain a neural network, change targets, uh, do things to it which are not immediately obvious as if they were artificial changes. They could be just natural learning patterns. Got it. And out of my own curiosity, Roman, are, are to some degree, you know, we're talking about the, the security concerns of artificial intelligence. So hacking into a military robot of some kind or, or just thinking about how we're programming these 
uh, military robots, hacking into the financial artificial intelligence systems, or thinking about how we're building those artificial intelligence systems. Um, are, are there, are there, is artificial intelligence used in the actual hacking? I think it's undeniable that there's security concerns around how we build uh, these machines that have ethical consequences, you know, finance, uh, military, etc. Um, and then there's folks that want to go in there and tinker around with these AI and, and make the kinds of changes that you had mentioned. Um, is artificial intelligence being used to those malicious ends? You know, that um, in addition to just people going in and trying to tinker with an AI, is AI going in to try to tinker with an AI? Are we, are we not quite there uh, yet? That's a great question. Actually, it's happening more and more. So we're starting to see very intelligent computer viruses capable of modifying their own code, uh, changing their behavior, penetrating hardest targets. Uh, we saw it with some uh, Iranian nuclear facilities and things of that nature. Uh, there's also just standard kind of hacking scripts available, which are becoming more sophisticated. But uh, we have mostly concerned with what's going to happen in the next couple of years as this technology develops. I predict most hackers, most hackings of the future will be significantly automated. Huh. And and what what kinds of, of hacking are we referring to? I mean, is this this isn't just online poker kind of systems that go in and aim to do the hacking. We're talking about what else? Any type of system, so you can automate the process of finding targets, finding weaknesses in targets, trying to, you know, brute force passwords. All those steps can be automated today. It's not uh, beyond existing technology. Uh, as well as even finding new ways to get into the system, new exploits. Got it. So, uh, and, and we might predict that in... The, the areas of grand ethical consequence, you know, we mentioned finance and military. There might be, you know, a dozen others that we haven't exactly gotten to here. Um, in any of those domains, the fundamentals of what hacking looks like in terms of how do we break in and what do we tinker with can become a program and can become some kind of, can be leveraged with artificial intelligence to learn, adapt, and obtain its, its own objectives of hacking this other AI. Uh, absolutely, and also it's not just uh, attacks from outside. Uh, people within the company can, you know, become uh, corrupt and uh, sell the code, modify the code for their own benefit. We've seen it a lot with uh, online casinos where an employee of a company creates a bot with super privileges, access to other players' cards, and all of a sudden he's winning every hand. It's easy to detect if they were stupid or greedy, but if they are more modest about it, it will go on for years. Huh, wow, really? So in online casinos, it's not all that uncommon for one of the programmer employees to snip away an extra, you know, 70 grand a year kind of just on the hush-hush. Yeah, absolutely. Wow, yeah, that's, uh, that's, that's some pretty criminal stuff. Um, so uh, with respect to combating that, before we even get into the future, with respect to combating... Uh, artificial intelligences that are programmed to hack other systems or other artificial intelligences, what are the processes in place? In other words, you know, we're aware, and, and you had mentioned it yourself, I think the, the whole software is eating the world uh, quote, I think, rings, rings true. I think hacking, you know, maybe more and more, will, will not be done by a guy manually 
minute by minute making tweaks and adjustments, but he'll be building systems that can go out and do that learning, do those tweaks and adjustments on their own. Knowing that hacking is moving in that same direction, just as finance has and our robotics have, um, what, what can be done today in order to combat that? What are, what are people like yourself who focus on AI and security uh, doing to preemptively uh, deal with or put up barriers to the, those kinds of challenges? It's an arms race, so we're trying to develop intrusion detection systems, systems to detect uh, unusual behavior, anomalies in behavior, profile behavior. So you probably seen, you know, software which looks at your credit card spending and blocks suspicious transactions. Yep. Or maybe in an online casino, the simple formula is if somebody's winning a lot, they're cheating. That's pretty much what casinos use. Uh, things of that nature can be quite successful, at least at detecting uh, dangerous behaviors. Got it. Um, so, as a as an arms race, it's essentially almost a little bit of a shame, but I suppose it's just par for the course in this domain. Your technology gets better, and people get their hands on that, and their technology gets better, and um, your way of preemptively tracking and detecting. You know, do you, do you think that in the future um, it might get to a place where, you know, I, 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 don't, I really hate to say the good guys and the bad guys. It's sort of a sil- very silly way of putting it. Um, but in, in, terms of, uh, in terms of AI security at large, you know, to use an example of, of an arms race analogy, I think Google and search engine optimization, there's something sort of like an arms race there in some sense, right, where uh, everybody and their mother is looking to figure out how Google is tracking and detecting and discerning and determining who ranks first. Um, and, uh, and Google's combating that by trying to come up with algorithms that genuinely reflect the relevance of search terms and pull up what, what is genuinely most useful, not who has done the most optimizing. Um, and so that's, that's their, their job. Now, it's probably safe to say, Roman, that in the last you know, even five years, they have done a relatively good job of that. You know, there's a million of these combatants out there aiming to game the system, um, but but in general, it seems as though Google's kind of gotten better and better and sort of a lot less of the crummy junk shows up on pages one through five. Uh, is, is, it, is it possible that the security side in this case could ever get that much far ahead of the uh, break-in hacker side, or, or do you think that the kind of ping-pong game that is being played out now will be just as intense, if not more intense, and, and just as 50-50 uh, as it is now in, in, in the future? So I think a better example is click fraud. Uh, Google is trying to prevent uh, fake clicks, people trying to develop ways to generate income by clicking on things either through artificial agents or some other means. Uh, the good thing about it is every time somebody develops a more intelligent system, either the good guys or the bad guys, we all win because we have more intelligent systems. So in a way, it's a you know win-win situation. Um, huh? But it's it's a win for the folks that want to do more hacking too, I suppose, right? Uh, in a way, yes. But it's always going to take place, whatever it was manual or with. With sophisticated tools, it's never going to stop. I mean, crime of some kind will always take place. That, uh, (laughs) 
uh, a humbling, humbling sentiment, my friend. Uh, a humbling sentiment here on the Tech Emergence Podcast. Crime, folks, will always take place. I, I think that that is hard to deny, Roman. I will agree with you on that one. Um, as our, our second topic, which I know is, is the topic of, of your uh, more recent book uh, on, on superintelligence and, and risk, um, in terms of the future considerations of AI and security, uh, AI and, and global risk, um, what do you think are sort of most relevant, and I'm going to try to cap things just to keep it within reason, in let's say the coming you know, 10 years or so? What do you think will be reasonable developments that will give us future considerations of, 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 uh, of sort of risk to juggle? What's, what's coming down the pike in your mind in terms of AI and security, AI capacity and its various risks uh, to security that, that you really take most seriously in the coming decade? So we don't really know how long it would be before we get to human level AI. It could be done within 10 years, we just don't know. Uh, if that happens, then uh, the challenge is not only do we have those automated systems doing bidding and you know what hackers want or criminals want, they come up with their own goals. And it could be something we understand, like getting more resources, stealing money. It could be something we don't really fully understand or prepared to defend against. Uh, so it could be dangerous in completely different ways for which we have no precedent of defending against. Yes, I agree. Um, and so in terms of, as you had mentioned, I guess, yeah, it's... it's Difficult to guess uh, human-level intelligence and when it will arise. I know there are, there is the the um, uh, uh, there is the camp we could say of folks who are pretty optimistic about twenty twenty-five, and there's the camp of folks that are, you know, more optimistic about you know the year three thousand twenty-five. Um, for for you, in terms of you know when these topics ought maybe be taken seriously, it sounds like. You haven't discounted the potential for you know ten years in the future for that that kind of artificial intelligence to arise. What what do you think is a? I mean, what kind of range do you put it in? I know Bostrom has has some slides where he talks about different AI experts and sort of the general range that they put it in. What what are, what's your sense? What's your intuition? Uh, a lot of predictions converge about twenty forty five. I like what Kurzweil is doing with his uh, you know exponential curves. Uh, regardless of the date, the time to take this seriously is today. We need time to prepare, we need time to develop good understanding and good technology to uh, work uh, safely with that technology. So it's not too early right now. Got it. And, and I would I would agree with that too. So it sounds like for you, the uh, the drummed up attention from you know Musk and Gates and Hawking and everybody else that's brought this up is not too preemptive. But is is timely and, and is something that it sounds like you would agree with. Um, to that to that point, you had also brought up, man, we don't exactly know what or why we're defending against what. You know, I mean, maybe it'll be a there will be a human level artificial intelligence that'll swiftly become more intelligent than we, and it starts to recognize you know money as uh, a funder of whatever its its objectives are. You know, replicating itself or or um, uh, you know, maybe just uh, gaining power in general, and it goes after that. Maybe it has other objectives that we, we can't even possibly foresee. We don't know where it'll be developed, in what way it'll be developed, what we'll have to defend against. So it sounds like the safety aspect of super intelligent AI 
is less around one particular niche or domain or one particular failsafe and more about the aggregate preparation and system of failsafes that would need to be in place for us to potentially deal with the potential risks. Now that is broad as heck. In terms of what we can and should do security-wise today, other than facilitate the conversation, what do you think is useful or fruitful to think about or build now to prepare for all of those possible futures that might be pretty wild? So what I'm doing right now is working on a project where we're actually trying to look at all possible ways an AI can become dangerous, classify them, uh, see if they can be grouped in some uh, meaningful way and see what we can do to address each one because they are completely different problems. So people often talk about, you know, problem with just military developing a dangerous weaponized AI. Okay, that's one way. Problem with uh, mistakes in the code, bugs. We wanted one thing, we got something else. Problems with uh, goals. How do we align goals of a system with uh, human values? Problems with you have some crazy person who's on purpose developing a dangerous AI. All those are completely different dangerous AIs and dealing with them would not be done in the same manner. And there is quite a few other possibilities. As you said, it's a pretty broad problem. Yeah, it is. So so for you, part of the uh, the preparation is, and, and it, I suppose, I suppose in some way it's almost optimistic to, to go about it in the way that you are, just knowing how many permutations of dangerous scenarios there could be. It sounds like a rather ambitious task to imagine a literally incalculable number of, of ways that you know, things could quote-unquote go wrong. But, but I suppose the hope is that you can categorize enough of them and think thoroughly around the preemptive security measures for enough of them to maybe lessen some of those blows or be more prepared for certain circumstances that, that may, may arise. All right. If you think about it, uh, human safety, human security uh, is exactly the same problem. So any person potentially could be very dangerous and there is infinite number of ways that can happen. They can poison your food, they can poison your water, they can stab you in the back for no reason, yet somehow society functions given those risks. So. I hope that uh, even after we understand just how infinitely many ways there are for AIs to fail, we'll concentrate on those which are truly dangerous and the others will kind of work themselves out. Maybe there is a problem, but it's not a uh, worldwide catastrophe. Got it. Okay. Um, so to, to that point, what are some potential areas that you see as maybe more likely than others, more obvious than others, areas of human level or superintelligent AI risk? What are, what are some that you've already been thinking about categorizing or maybe have already categorized in your own work and you consider to be sort of among the, the preeminent uh, issues and concerns for future superintelligent AI and, and security? What are, what are a few of the ones that seem most obvious to you? So again, as we said, there is just too many to say this one is the most important and others don't count. I'm looking more at solutions which are universal enough to cover all those cases. So regardless of how the system is developed, what architecture it has, it would be useful to control it while you're developing it so you can test it, so it has limited access to internet, limited access to resources, 
So that's one of the projects we're working on, a boxing system to keep AI controlled while we're still learning about its behavior. I, I, okay, I like that. So let's touch on this then. So, um, you know, general principles and tenets of controlling a superintelligent AI. We're talking about uh, uh, procedures for the development and experimentation with artificial intelligence, maybe the application of artificial intelligence that would be seemingly ubiquitously safer than their opposites or what have you. Um, boxing, in, in the sense that you just mentioned, seems to make a lot of logical sense. Um, are there any other tenets or ideas that are broad? Like you said, we can't pinpoint any one particular issue, but in terms of uh, potentially overarching solutions, anything else that came to mind for you? All right, so with other technologies, we are trying to be careful. For example, with human cloning, we don't really understand how it would work, so we decided as society, as governments, we're not going to do it just yet. It's illegal in most places. We don't fund it. We want a little more time to do it right. It might be a good idea to do the same with uh, general AI. So while it's perfectly safe to develop narrow AI for different uh, things, spell checkers, chess playing programs, maybe projects which explicitly go after creating a general AI could also be put on hold for a few years until we can develop some better safety mechanisms. Huh. Do, do you think that that is... Um... Do you have an inkling that that would be proper? In other words, let's say uh, 20, you know, or even now, let's say even today, uh, you know, do you think it might be fruitful for the UN or other otherwise to sort of make, make that, that concession and say, Hey, uh, all artificial general intelligence programs at present, we gotta, we gotta tone back and we have to agree together to do that, uh, because we don't fully understand the risks and we don't believe that as a, a global community, we are ready uh, for that. W would that be a win for you today, or is that something that you hope might come to the fore um, when maybe more risks become apparent? Well, in a way, it's already happening. There is a lot of work being done to convince UN and member states not to pursue military AI. That's, that's an obvious one, yep. And that's kind of specific instance of that. So if we understand why it's bad to have very intelligent military AIs, Maybe by extension we can understand why it's somewhat dangerous to have super intelligent systems in other domains. We just don't have enough control over them. Yep. So so it, it might it might make sense to put a similar kind of cap uh, cap there at least at and least on some level. It's not always at UN level. I mean, it's as trivial as government funding. You know, if NSF says we don't fund right now this type of projects, it slows down. A lot of research. Yep. They yeah. Instead, say we will fund a lot of AI safety work at this point. That kind of shifts the progress towards that direction. Got it. Okay. 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 So, so we can focus on looking at uh, uh, multinational organizations and, and conglomerations. We can look at governments. We can look at uh, kind of the softer kind of governance, which is just where the resource is directed, where the policy is directing resources, because inevitably that will uh, influence the flourishing or non-flourishing of AI. Maybe as a closing topic, Roman, just because I'm curious of your perspective here, it seems as though if we, if we, you know, uh, if, if a country made a decision around um, sort of not pursuing artificial intelligence at a certain level, uh, and 
and other countries didn't make that same decision. Or let's say the UN and, and all the countries almost unanimously, for whatever reason, um, really do want to put a halt to, to AI. Uh, but there are a couple countries that are not even in the UN and don't care to be in the UN and don't, don't care to pay that much attention to that and, uh, and you know, don't really believe in that halting uh, that, that would gain a relatively clear advantage if they could wield AI in the right way. Do you think that this would imply some sort of global transparency around these technologies and some kind of global legitimate security measures, almost like we do with nukes and chemical weapons, where there is kind of an international crackdown on folks that are breaking the rules. Do you think it'll ever get there with AI? So it really depends on how difficult the problem of building human-level AI is. If it really takes something like Manhattan Project, where you need a whole country to contribute resources to a huge corporation, we are lucky, then we can sort of monitor it and control it. If it turns out it's much easier and some kid in the basement with a laptop can do it, then there is not much you can do in terms of such control. So it really depends on uh, something we don't yet know, and that is how comparable is AI development to chemical weapons or nuclear weapons. Huh. Man, so if, if it is if it is possible in a basement, which you would think that at some point maybe it would be, right? I mean, there was there was some time where a chess playing computer would take up a whole building, um, and then and then there was some time where a chess playing computer in your phone uh, could beat the the best world champions. Jeepers! It, it really feels like the same thing may, in some way, shape, or form, be the case with a uh, a, a super intelligence. Maybe we just sort of have to have tight security and any kind of transparency is maybe not all that useful. We don't know. Again, it could be that there is just a simple formula to intelligence. Somebody discovers it and their project takes off. It could be that it takes a lot of brute force, huge servers, a lot of data. In that case, uh, we'll notice that it's taking place. So. We just don't have the knowledge necessary to decide right now. Well, hopefully we can think through some of those problems and bring some of them to light and bring this conversation to bear. And, and as, as you're aiming to do, think through some of the, the uh, general, maybe applied common sense on, on, on the application and development of these AIs to mitigate as many of those risks as we can as we're building them so we don't have to deal with uh, you know, untangling the rat's nest, so to speak, of all the various problems it could have when when AI is sort of birthed. So um, on that note, Roman, I know we're just about on time. I'm glad that we got to glean your perspective on AI and security uh, today. Thank you so much for joining us on Tech Emergence. My pleasure. I'm sorry we're out of time. If you want to learn a bit more about my ideas on the topic, my book on artificial superintelligence just came out. It's available on Amazon. Uh, it's called Artificial Superintelligence, a Futuristic Approach. Check it out. Bada bing. All right. Thank you so much, Roman. Thank you. And that wraps up this episode on the Tech Emergence Podcast. Thanks for being here. And remember to subscribe on iTunes to stay on top of the latest news breaks, researcher perspectives, and entrepreneur interviews in artificial intelligence, neurotechnology, and more. And we want to hear from you as well. So be sure to leave a review on iTunes, which are always appreciated, or contact us directly at info at techemergence.com. And remember, all of our entrepreneur interviews and interviews with top researchers from around the world, from Stanford to Oxford and beyond, can be found right on our main site at techemergence.com. Remember to sign up for the newsletter while you're there. So with the best of intentions for a brilliant future, this is Dan Figella signing off, and I'll see you next week.